Yeah, me and my bros, we're going to hit the gym today. Capacity limits are uh, by the wayside, so, you know, I'll be in there. Well, we'll all be vaxxed because we got a vaccination certificate requirement to be able to go in there. Of course, these are some of the changes that have come to play in the province of Ontario. And, of course, we also now have a roadmap for our way out of the pandemic, and that includes some benchmarks, some dates. And, of course, they're off in the distance, and with the caveat that things could change, but by mid-January, a vax passport requirement may be gone, and then by the end of March, it's possible, and again, possible, that all restrictions, even mask wearing, might be lifted. To talk further about this, I'm pleased to welcome to the program Dr. Barry Pakes, Program Director of Public Health and Preventative Medicine at the University of Toronto. Doc, great to talk to you. Welcome to the program. Thanks. Good afternoon. Let's begin with what's happening today with the lifting of those capacity limits. Any concerns about restaurants, bars, the the things that have been changed today? Uh, You know, it's hard to say I don't have concerns. I think it is a reasonable move. Um, You know, as long as the vaccine passports are implemented, um, you know, throughout all of those sites, you know, the tricky thing is is actually making sure not, you know, these big event sites that, you know, a couple of weeks ago opened up and, and those are, you know, fewer in number, but bigger in size. Now we've got smaller in size, the restaurants, the gyms, you know, other places like that, um, that are, you know, there's tens of thousands of them, right? So, so implementing this over tens of thousands of sites effectively and making sure it's actually enforced is going to be tricky. Um, but I think it is appropriate where we are in the province right now. We're in a pretty good place. Yeah, the numbers, again, today are pretty good, but there's been a lot of consternation about this announcement of January 17th about being a potential for the lifting of the VAX passports and that that has taken away the incentive for the vaccine hesitant to go and get the shots because now you can go to the restaurant. What, what's your reaction to that? I mean, that's certainly true. Uh, and, and what we don't know is, I think it's, it's definitely true that that's going to be the case with some people. What we don't know is how much that's going to affect, you know, the potentially, you know, the several million people in Ontario that are still unvaccinated. So really, really important consideration. Um, you know, I think it's clear that the government wanted to do this with enough leeway before the provincial election coming up in June. And, you know, whether it's January or March or whenever, I mean, you know, it's very hard to know based on, um, you know, the way things have gone with COVID, what's going to be in three months. But there's certainly that's an important consideration. I would have said, really, that that the vaccine passport might have been the last thing to go and, and even masks might be first to go. Um, but, you know, it is what it is, and we'll just have to see. I, I think most people still between now and then are going to recognize that if they want to get out and do things in society, they're going to need the vaccine passports, and hopefully it'll be well enforced. So you mentioned the upcoming provincial election in next June. You, you see this as a politically motivated decision in terms of the timing to take vax passports off sooner than masks? I mean, I wouldn't say it's, uh, you know, entirely politically motivated. I think it's very clear that, um, you know, the, the, the government would like to have an election with, with no um, uh, restrictions in place that, you know, that's sort of part of the narrative that they're keen on. And that's understandable. And, you know, ultimately, you know, throughout this pandemic, there are big parts of it that are medically driven. And, and that medically, um, you know, those medical and evidence-based approaches influence the focal decisions. But, you know, they are so broad scope, whether it's economically or medically or whatever it, it might be, that, you know, politics is involved. And, and that's, you know, not unreasonable. Um, but, I, but I think it, it's clear that there, there wanted to be a roadmap. And, and certainly, you know, March, the end of March does give you a couple months until the provincial election. Let's look at a couple of things in terms of, of modeling and where we think we might go. Um, 
I think for one thing that there's been a, a lot of the um, prognosticators that, who said in September that, you know, we were going to see a bigger jump than we maybe did and sort of recalibrated. And actually the provincial uh, modeling that we just saw last week still says, well, colder weather still might drive cases because we've seen that in Nordic countries. I mean, what's your sense of how well we can map where we're going from here? Well, it's really hard. As, as we've seen with the Delta variant, it is incredibly transmissible. So, you know, if there are uh, issues with increased contact or not, you know, unvaccinated populations, we're going to see a rapid increase. But if we do have all those other measures in place with the masks and the, va- and the, and the you know, keeping some distance and the certificates uh, and enough of our population vaccinated, then we keep, you know, muddling along in the, you know, where we are right now, 300 cases a day or, you know, up to 500 cases a day. So it's, it's this very tenuous sort of place where the modeling is really difficult because it can just go dramatically in one way or another. So, you know, I think what we did in, in, you know, August and September and predicting that things would increase dramatically. I think those models were absolutely accurate. And we did what we needed to do in order to prevent that from happening. So, you know, for, for people who would say, oh, yeah, these models don't know what they're talking about. I, I would say the opposite. Those models were incredibly useful. And we, we saw, you know, this, the dramatic increase in kids didn't happen as they went back to school, because for the most part, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of, of 80 plus, almost 90 percent of their parents were actually vaccinated. And, and that's why, you know, we're seeing what we're seeing now. As we go into the colder weather and, and as we do open up more, it, it, it certainly makes sense. We're going to have more contact and there's the potential for that increase again. And we just have to keep watch of it and, and make the modifications in our public health measures when those things happen. And of course, the wild card will be um, vaccinations for those between five and eleven. It it increasingly is sounding like that would is going to be a reality before Christmas. Yes, I mean I think it's uh, you know the way things are looking right now. Um, this week, the the Americans will probably are going to be meeting and will probably um, authorize it. Hopefully, not long afterwards, the Canadians will. And and we're already working in in Ontario on the plans to implement the five to eleven. So. You know, I think certainly we'll have the first dose, you know, not, not to be too concrete about this, but I'm very much hoping, you know, sometime in November, potentially even in early November, but certainly by late November. And the second dose still isn't going to be probably until the new year. But once we've got those first doses in and, and you know, kids are somewhat protected, if we can do that before the holiday break, then I think we'll be in a much better place to potentially have, a, you know, a lack of exploding cases uh, when, when the holidays are over, which we have seen in many jurisdictions in the past. And then that, that January date for lifting some other restrictions might make sense. But we will have to see. Barry, great to talk to you, as always. I really appreciate your perspective and your knowledge. Thank you again. Great. Thank you. Have a great afternoon. That is Dr. Barry Pakes, who's a Program Director of Public Health and Preventative Medicine at the University of Toronto. All of that, good news. That's got to be the takeaway. Got to be the takeaway. Look, we're talking about the end of this thing, right? We are. And, and we're trending in the right direction. The numbers are great.